When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Get your popcorn. We have got a monster story for this Monday. Lots of different things to dive into. I hope that you had fantastic Easter weekends. Hope you enjoyed time with your family. I hope if your kids are playing sports, they weren't rained out. The official Little League Baseball season in the Travis household begins on Tuesday. Your boy is a Little League coach for like the fifth straight year, whatever it is. But we have got a lot to get to. But right off the top, I'm giving you gifts. I'm giving you money. I'm giving you an opportunity at free cash. It doesn't happen very often. You and a friend, you and a family member, you and a buddy, whoever it might be, you and a casual stranger... Bet $5 on either Gonzaga and Baylor to win. You get a 40 to 1 payout. That's 200 bucks back in exchange for new users. Which means if you and a friend, your dad, your mom, whoever it might be, if one of you bets Gonzaga and the other of you bets Baylor, you are guaranteed to get back $200 on a $10 bet. What do you have to do to cash in on this great free money? Go to FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is FanDuel.com slash Clay. Get signed up for the national title game tonight between Gonzaga and Baylor. For the record, I like Baylor plus four and a half and I also like the over in this game and we'll be talking about that in about an hour on FS1 when Fox Bet Live begins. We'll be breaking down the big game going on tonight. I hope you guys have gotten naps. I hope you've got your caffeine ready. I hope you are prepared for a late night because the game doesn't tip off till 9.20 Eastern. Okay. I I hope you listened to OutKick this morning and if you haven't I would encourage you to go download the podcast make sure you don't miss anything. In the third hour in particular we had Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia on the show to discuss the All-Star game being pulled from Atlanta. And I'm still fired up about this like a lot of you are. And Governor Kemp teed off on the false narrative that Georgia was in some way reducing the number of people who could vote. And in fact, the media and the Democrats in general ran with a false narrative. And a couple of quotes from you that I want to give you encourage you to go listen to it for yourself in totality because I'm not a guy who likes to run with one quote when all of these different stories are out there. Uh, People need to realize Stacey Abrams who lost the Georgia gubernatorial election in 2018 by 50,000 votes is making millions off this entire scam. That is Governor Kemp this morning. I also want you to remember Stacey Kemp has become Stacey Abrams, sorry, has become a Democratic Party hero over her refusal to ever concede the election and yet Donald Trump is considered to be an awful bad guy over his unwillingness to concede in Georgia despite the fact that his Georgia loss 
was less substantial by 40,000 votes than Stacey Abrams was. In fact, think about this for a minute. Donald Trump was closer to being elected the President of the United States for a second time than Stacey Abrams was to being elected the Governor of Georgia. Trump lost uh, Wisconsin by about, uh, what is it, 20,000 votes. He lost Arizona by about 10,000 votes and he lost Georgia by about 10,000 votes. If you get 40,000 and change a bit more votes for Donald Trump he wins the election which would have been otherwise tied 269 to 269 in the House of Representatives. So, Donald Trump was closer to being re-elected president than Stacey Abrams was to being elected the governor of Georgia. Yet, Stacey Abrams is permitted to ridicule and call into question everything about Georgia election integrity and she becomes a Democratic Party hero. Donald Trump calls into question election integrity around the nation and he is a reviled figure. This is the height of hypocrisy. Also the height of hypocrisy. Joe Biden who claims that he wants to unite us and not divide us has been flat out lying about the voting bill in Georgia. Now I don't know if no one gave him the actual details but there are set lies that Joe Biden told ESPN. I'm reading here from the Wall Street Journal uh, editorial Joe Biden told ESPN you're going to close a polling place at 5 o'clock when working people just get off. This is all about keeping working folks and ordinary folks that I grew up with from being able to vote. That isn't true. As the Wall Street Journal says Mr. Biden either doesn't know what's in the Georgia bill or he's lying about it. We'd like to believe it's the former but that gets harder to discredit harder to credit as his falsehoods multiply. Now also this is important. The Georgia bill isn't actually as restrictive as the law that exists right now in the state of New York which is also utterly ridiculous. Voting laws. Georgia has 17 days of early voting. New York State has 9 days. Uh, Georgia allows you to vote absentee by mail with no excuse New York requires an excuse for you to vote by mail. Uh, New York bans passing out food and water unless it's under a dollar in value and there's no ID for who supplied it. Uh, Bans passing out food and water in line within 150 feet but allows unattended water receptacles. That is Georgia. So New York is more restrictive than Georgia when it comes to voting rights. Why do I bring up New York? Because New York is where Major League Baseball is located. So if this voting bill in New York is way more stringent in terms of access than what exists right now in Georgia Major League Baseball should be pulling their official corporate offices out of New York shouldn't they? They should if they're following that logic. As if that were not enough Major League Baseball also just signed a deal with the Chinese Communist Party to allow their games to be broadcast in Communist China. And I want to read from two letters from politicians that are firing back and I give them credit for this. Uh, First, this is from uh, Governor Greg Abbott the governor of the great state of Texas. He's responding to an offer to throw out the first pitch. 
thank you for the invitation to throw out the first pitch at the Texas Rangers home opening game. I was looking forward to it until Major League Baseball adopted what has turned out to be a false narrative about the election law reforms in Georgia and based on that false narrative moved the MLB All-Star game from Atlanta. It is shameful that America's pastime is not only being influenced by partisan political politics but also perpetuating false political narratives. The state of Texas was proud to host MLB uh, host last season's help uh, sorry I sound like uh, I can't read here all of a sudden. Uh, The state of Texas was proud small print was proud to help MLB host last season's National League playoff games and the World Series in Arlington. However, I will not participate in an event held by MLB and the state will not seek to host the All-Star Game or any other MLB special events. This decision does not diminish the deep respect I have for the Texas Rangers baseball organization which is outstanding from top to bottom. I wish the team great success this season. Also, right now, literally as we speak, the first pitch is about to go out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the Texas Rangers and a full crowd at a baseball game. 40,000-ish in attendance reportedly in Texas. First time we have had a full crowd in pro sports since March of last year. God bless Texas. Hashtag Texas forever. If you're watching this in Texas we need to get Greg Abbott who is a fellow Vanderbilt Law School grad like your boy here back on OutKick to talk about Texas leading the nation back out of the sports wilderness. I also want to give a shout out here to Marco Rubio who came off the top rope on Rob Manfred uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. This is Marco Rubio, senator from Florida. Dear Commissioner Manfred, I write to ask whether you intend to maintain your membership at Augusta National Golf Club. As you are well aware the exclusive members-only club is located in the state of Georgia. Last week you quote decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game from Atlanta because of Georgia's revised election law. It is a decision that will have a bigger impact on countless small and minority-owned businesses in and around Atlanta than the new election law ever will and one that reeks of hypocrisy. Will Major League Baseball now end its engagement with nations that do not hold elections at all like China and Cuba? Will you end your lucrative financial relationship with Tencent a company with deep ties to the Communist Party and actively helps the Chinese government hunt down and silence political dissidents? Since Major League Baseball now appears eager to use its quote platform to demonstrate quote unwavering support for fundamental human rights will you cease your relationship with the Chinese government which at this very moment is committing genocide against the Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang uh, Uyghur Autonomous Region. I am of course under no expectation any of that will happen. Taking the All-Star Game out of Georgia is an easy way to signal virtues without significant financial fallout but speaking out against the Chinese Communist Party would involve a significant loss of revenue and being closed out of a lucrative market. In the end as a citizen of a free nation you and Major League Baseball have the right to speak out against laws in the U.S. you disagree with even if it's on the basis of false information. 
What would be truly bold, however, is if you would speak out on behalf of the voiceless who face arbitrary imprisonment, forced sterilization, coerced abortions, rape, and other horrific acts at the hands of one of your business partners. I am under no illusion that Major League Baseball will sacrifice business revenue on behalf of its alleged corporate values. Similarly, I am under no illusion you intend to resign as a member from Augusta National Golf Club. To do so would require a personal sacrifice as opposed to the woke corporate virtue signaling of moving the All-Star game from Atlanta, Marco Rubio. Boom! Props to Marco Rubio. Props to Governor Greg Abbott. Here's what I think is happening. I think Major League Baseball's decision was so egregious that it has woken up many people in the world of Republican politics who for the most part have generally said keep politics out of sports. That's been my perspective for a long time. I don't want to pick a side Republican or Democrat but what's happened is the far left wing woke activists have taken over sports in this country and there hasn't been enough of a pushback and sooner or later you have to let these corporations know that they don't get a free ride that they don't have the opportunity to make far left wing obsequious behavior genuflecting at the altar of communist dictatorships and socialistic governments and think that you're going to have no consequences whatsoever in the United States of America we are now going to war and sports may well be our political battlefield because allowing the wokest to take over I'm done with it. I am going to get a 2x4 Hacksaw Jim Duggan style and I am going to battle every single day I am flattening people get your popcorn if you want to be a part of our stand you need to go sign up for the OutKick VIP at OutKick.com slash VIP because I'm bringing a 2x4 and I'm swinging it hard every single day going forward I ain't playing nice with these idiot woke losers Uh, and I give credit to Governor Kemp for firing back big in Georgia Marco Rubio in Florida uh, also uh, to uh, to the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. And let me just say this. This is happening everywhere and it shouldn't be political and partisan. I want to talk for a minute. Did you guys see the story that 60 Minutes did? It was a hit job on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the amazing job that he's done responding to COVID in his uh, state. Virtually no difference in the death rate between Florida and California. That upsets the mainstream media uh, narrative that lockdowns are imperative and must happen because it shows you that states never had to lock down. Kids in Florida have stayed in school. Kids in California are still not in school. Disney World's been open for nearly a year. Disneyland is still closed until the end of this month I believe. Gavin Newsom has failed and the lockdown policies have failed as well and all you have to do is compare the state of Florida with the state of California where the death rate has been nearly identical even though Florida has nearly half the unemployment rate of California and all their people have continued to be able to go to school and mostly the state has continued to function. So 60 Minutes is aware of that issue and they decided to put forward the false narrative that somehow Ron DeSantis had been doing a bad job the governor of Florida. And by the way this is the narrative they've been spinning for over a year which isn't supported by any of the facts. And you need to go watch that 60 Minutes story 
and the way that they selectively edited the answer Ron DeSantis gave about Walgreens, CVS, and Publix and how well they have done vaccinating seniors in the state of Florida who are the people that are most at risk. Every state should have done what Florida did and if they had everybody would be in a better shape. But this is the Democratic Mayor Dave Kerner of the Palm Beach County responding to Sunday night 60-minute segment on vaccines in Florida. I'm reading directly from his letter. I give him credit for speaking out the truth even though there would probably have been political points he could have gained by lying. I watched the 60-minute segment on Palm Beach County last night and feel compelled to issue this statement. The reporting was not just based on bad information. It was intentionally false. I know this because I offered to provide my insight into Palm Beach County's vaccination efforts and 60 Minutes declined. They know that the governor came to Palm Beach County and met with me and the county administrator and in italics we asked to expand the state's partnership with Publix to Palm Beach County. We also discussed our own local plans to expand mass vaccination centers throughout the county which the governor has been incredibly supportive. Uh, We asked and he delivered. They had that information and they left it out because it kneecaps their narrative. We have confronted this pandemic for over a year. Our residents like all Americans are tired and the media is making it worse. They are hell-bent on dividing us for cheap views and clicks. 60 minutes should be ashamed. I thank the governor for supporting the residents of Palm Beach County because of his efforts working in coordination with Palm Beach County officials over 275,000 seniors in our county which is over 75% of the total senior population have been vaccinated. I am proud of how our county and state leadership have executed on this important mission and the results speak for themselves. Lies, lies, lies. And I got to tell you something. That is Dave Kerner who is the county mayor. I got to tell you something. There is a big difference between an opinion which can be wrong and isn't necessarily rooted in facts and the quote objective journalism that 60 Minutes claims that they are doing. And in reality this story should be rescinded. CBS News should apologize to Governor Ron DeSantis to all Floridians and to all people who watched their report because it is founded in lies. It's 100% not true. You can watch the video yourself of the way they selectively edited Ron DeSantis' words. What's going on here is there is a hit out on Ron DeSantis in the political media because they know that his success demonstrates that all the lockdown arguments were lies and that we shouldn't have any lockdowns at all now and this entire country should be 100% open back up. If you're still terrified probably going to be able to get a vaccine in the next couple of days but your fear shouldn't dictate my freedoms. This has gone on for far too long and I give credit for Ron DeSantis. All right. Uh, I gave you the pick by the way Gonzaga, Baylor the over and Baylor plus four and a half I'm fired up about a lot of these stories. Where does Gonzaga UCLA rank all time? I ranked my five best games in terms of significant NCAA tournament uh, situations that I've ever watched in my life. My best game the one that comes to mind the first 
Duke against Kentucky the Christian Leitner shot in 1992. My second best game UNLV Duke 1991 the final four when Christian Leitner Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley upset Stacey Augman Larry Johnson Anderson Hunt and Greg Anthony. Uh, I think the third best game UCLA-Gonzaga from 2021 that's the game we just saw ending in the Jalen Sugg shot. Fourth best Nova-UNC UNC tied it up on a three and then Nova hit a three to win the title and the fifth uh, best game that I have watched in person Duke Butler with Gordon Hayward's missed banked three that almost went in that would have given Butler a national championship. Now I understand that there's some dispute that all of you are not going to agree with the exact same top five that I have there. But let me just say this. A couple of things that stand out about that UCLA-Gonzaga game. How about Timmy drawing the charge? The referee getting the call right because it looked like Johnny Juzang was going to right there be able to score. If they had called that a block he would have probably made one out of two free throws at a minimum and UCLA would be playing in the national championship game tonight. UCLA could not have played any better Gonzaga-UCLA combined for the highest shooting percentage in a Final Four game since 1985 Georgetown-Villanova the classic Villanova upset. A couple of other things. Jalen Suggs. What an unbelievable shot that he hit but I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Zags for being able to answer even though they hadn't been in any tight games even though they hadn't had all season long a possession where they had to get a made bucket to win right after that Juzang putback which tied the game Gonzaga didn't take a timeout they didn't panic they immediately inbounded the ball to Suggs yes he got a good break with the ball banking in but they put him in the position to rise up and take a shot that he probably hits what? Maybe one out of every 15? Probably if he pulls up in that exact same scenario and shoots it 15 times maybe he hits it one out of every 12 or 13 whatever it was they gave him a chance to win that game and I think they deserve an awful lot of credit. All right, we got a ton of different stories that are out there that I still have to run through. Uh, Did you see that we now have the Woke Bracket Final the championship game? Today you can vote on it Darren Ravel against Jamel Hill Uh, the Outkick Woke Bracket you guys have loved this it looks like Jamel Hill is running away with the title Uh, we will discuss this tomorrow morning on the radio show Uh, but right now Jamel Hill absolutely dominant uh, as we look at the uh, 16 teams that advanced 16 individuals who advanced in the Outkick Woke Bracket. Did you see that our good buddy the uh, totally mentally unsound Keith Olbermann who was defeated by Jamel Hill by the way in the Bracket Challenge Keith Olbermann is calling for a boycott of the Masters based on insane logic as you could well imagine but I want to give credit to Matt Barry at ESPN who fired back at Keith Olbermann and ridiculed his entire argument. Matt Barry one of many good people at ESPN. There are a ton of them. I know a lot of you listen to this show or you read OutKick and we point out all of the absurd and ridiculous individuals that ESPN has allowed to uh, to continue to make a living on their uh, payroll but there are a lot of really good people at ESPN who regularly reach out to OutKick and say thank you guys for pointing out the absurdities of what's going on inside of ESPN. Matt Barry is a fantastic dude. Credit to him for calling out Keith Olbermann when a lot of times people would have just stayed quiet. I want to give props. Speaking of calling out Charles Barkley 
uh, maybe we can splice Charles Barkley's take in with this take. Charles Barkley uh, on Saturday pointed out that much of the media exists to divide us. And some people say, well, that's what you do, Clay. You divide. No, no. What I do is try to share actual facts and hold everybody to the same standard. And that triggers people because they have this idea that we should treat people differently based on their race, their gender, their identity, their sexuality, uh, their, uh, their immigration status, whatever else it is, right? If you are a United States citizen, I believe you should be treated the exact same as every United States citizen. That's what I took an oath to do when I got my law degree. Still licensed, couple of different jurisdictions. I don't practice full-time. But what I do is I apply my legal training to the world of sports oftentimes and I hold everybody equal. And what I've been saying for a long time and this would fundamentally change the way the media covers everything particularly in sports is let's presume this that there are white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people all of them can have people who are racist. If you just adopted that policy in the United States of America right now that everybody in America regardless of their background can be racist and that all races have racist within them then this total cottage industry of racial uh, discrimination and attack and cancel culture and identity politics would erase itself overnight. If we just treat everybody the same that's all I ask for. Justice is blind for a reason I don't believe in preferential treatment for anyone be they rich, be they poor, be they white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, religious, non-religious whatever you are I want the United States justice system and also the media of which I am a part to treat everyone equally that is the way and the path toward true justice. I believe most people are good I agree with Charles Barkley most white people get along with white people and black people and Asian people and Hispanic people and the same thing is true of every race. Most people especially sports fans if you sit around a couch and you watch a game with another sports fan most of us are going to get along. That's the great thing about sports it breaks down our differences and allows us to share a common humanity a pursuit of excellence the belief that the best man or the best woman should win America should be more like sports sports should not be more like politics unfortunately sports is becoming politics by any other name Uh, Hubert Davis has been named the new coach of UNC over the weekend I ranked my top five game teams in college basketball for purposes of best jobs in America I think UNC is the best job in America. Will Hubert Davis have success after succeeding Roy Williams or will he be like Bill Guthridge and Matt Doherty and have all sorts of trouble? I think it's a fascinating question but reports are that Hubert Davis is taking over for Roy Williams. Uh, By the way UNC best job in America Kentucky second best job in America Kansas three Duke 4 UCLA 5 those would be the 5 best jobs in my opinion right now in college basketball. A 22nd different woman has filed a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson alleging sexual assault uh, and the uh, attorney for these 22 women Tony Busby will be having a press conference at noon central time tomorrow 
to announce some details associated with the case over the weekend he announced that at least one of the women who has filed a lawsuit has gone to the Houston Police Department he said there are multiple police uh, investigations taking place surrounding Deshaun Watson it remains to be seen exactly how those will go as we are rolling through the program I want to tell you and we got a lot to talk about do you know why I look so comfortable? because I have no weight on my shoulders and also no weight on my back because I'm sitting in the most comfortable chair in America. This chair has dynamic variable lumbar. It is the X chair and you can check it out at xchairclay.com. It has heat and massage therapy both features that distinguish this chair from any other chair in America. I love it. I work all day long. A lot of you I work from home. I did before COVID even started. I got a home office for radio, TV, writing, all of OutKick I can run right out of my house and this chair is where I run it from. I can get heat and massage therapy while I'm sitting at my desk. Why do you think I'm in such incredible condition? Why do you think I can work so many hours? It's because of the X chair. You can get four massage modes, fast warming heat technology, or warm up during a cold winter day it continually adjusts with your body man that feels fantastic and you can get your own now at xchairclay.com you can go get $100 off at xchairclay.com that's the letter X chair C-L-A-Y.com you can call 1-844-4-X-CHAIR they have a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month Go to xchairclay.com and use code XWheels for free X-Wheel blade casters. That is xchairclay.com. Uh, Michael Rappaport, did you see this? We're going to have this up on Out- OutKick shortly. So Kevin Durant called Michael Rappaport uh, uh, homophobic and uh, racist insults in direct messages on Twitter and Michael Rappaport published them. And as a result, Kevin Durant apologized, got fined $50,000. That, by the way, different standard than Myers-Leonard who got suspended for a week and also got fined $50,000. To me, the NBA should have treated Kevin Durant the exact same as they treated Myers-Leonard. He should have been suspended for a week and he should have gotten a $50,000 fine. You shouldn't have changed anything different. I understand that a lot of people are like hey Michael Rappaport it's hard to like this dude. And he's come after me a lot on Twitter. I don't really have any interaction or relationship with him. But he went on television and he cried today about the reaction that he's gotten since he shared the Kevin Durant uh, DMs. He cried. He said people at the dog park aren't being nice to him and somebody called him Cupcake when he walked in uh, to a store. First of all, do you really think people at the dog park know that Michael Rappaport is in a feud with Kevin Durant. I mean, come on. Do you really think the average person at the dog park is like, oh my God, that's Michael Rappaport. He's been getting in a war of words on direct message with Kevin Durant. Stop projecting, you loser. Nobody knows that. You're not famous enough to be recognized. And even if you're famous enough to be recognized, people don't know you based on the feud that you're involved in online. Sack up, Michael Rappaport. Second... If somebody actually makes fun of you a little bit when you're going to get coffee or whatever the heck you're doing roll with it. You pick on me all the time. Go into my mentions. People have insulting things to say to me all day. You gotta have thick skin in this business. Do you know how many times I've ever cried about any insult anybody's ever levied against me in my life? 
Zero! Do you know why? Because when I was a kid, I was told something that every kid should still be being told today. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words may never hurt you. If you give people the power to hurt you with words, they will do it. If you laugh at them and ridicule them, guess what? They won't be able to hurt you. Michael Rappaport, come on. This is embarrassing, dude. Uh, finally, this is a big story. We got two more stories. This is a big story. Uh, did you, over the weekend, I think it was Friday, Thursday, whatever day it was, unfortunately, a guy driving a car hit a Capitol Police officer and killed him trying to storm the Capitol in some form or fashion. That person got out of their car, they had a weapon, they were shot and killed by Capitol Police. Condolences to the family of the Capitol Police officer who was killed. But you notice how that story just disappeared? We have spent months talking about years talking about the one person who died at Charlottesville. We have spent months now and basically all freedoms have started to vanish because of the situation that happened at the United States Capitol. It's like the looting and all of the burning and all of the protests never happened all summer because nobody talks about those. Stories that don't fit the narrative get memory hold and basically disappear. You saw it with the shooting in Colorado as soon as it came out that it wasn't a white dude doing the shooting that story disappeared. Syrian? Syrian guy? People disappear. There's no hardly any coverage of it it vanishes. Okay? Same things happen with this Capitol Police murder. The guy who did it was a former college football player. He was a follower of Radical Islam and Louis Farrakhan. Whenever somebody takes an action that is radical in nature and they don't have the right uh, background in other words imagine how much of a story this would be if the guy who did this was a huge Trump supporter it would still be the lead news story everywhere this guy was a Louis Farrakhan supporter and follower and he uh, was a former college football player and he killed a Capitol Police officer and the story has basically vanished And his family is not saying that he was radicalized through the Nation of Islam or Louis Farrakhan. They're saying that he had CTE from playing football and so his political beliefs don't matter. And the media seems to be willing to accept it. Now my point is just what I said earlier. Shouldn't we follow the same precedent? If you can be radicalized by Facebook posts surrounding Donald Trump Shouldn't you also be capable of being radicalized by Facebook uh, posts surrounding Louis Farrakhan who has called for far more violent insurrection than Donald Trump ever has? And yet this story will be memory hold and cease to exist even though this guy attacked Capitol Hill police officers if a Trump supporter had done this it would still be the number one story in the news everywhere. Finally, One reason you can't trust big tech is because they create algorithms that share stories they want to be prominently featured. Among them was the censorship that surrounded the New York Post's expose on Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden did an interview where he acknowledged he doesn't even know if it's his own laptop. He doesn't know if the things he says on that laptop are accurate or not as they pertain to his Ukrainian and Chinese business contacts. If he doesn't even know if the story is accurate himself what justification was there for Twitter to lock the New York Post's account for Facebook to refuse to allow this story to be shared 
for CNN and MSNBC to not cover this story in any respect. How is it that the nation's oldest newspaper I believe the New York Post was not allowed to disseminate their actual journalism on our social media networks? And will we ever get an apology from all of those big tech companies that colluded to ensure that this Hunter Biden story never went public? Will we ever get an apology for not allowing the entire United States uh, media audience and all of the voters to assess this information? Imagine how aggressively the media would have covered this if the allegations had been the exact same but they had involved one of Donald Trump's sons. This would have been the number one story for months people would still be talking about it. Hunter Biden's story disappears and everybody's supposed to pretend it just never existed. That should be terrifying to anybody Democrat, Republican, Independent. The rules should be applied evenly to everyone no matter what the political angles are. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. $5 bet tonight on Gonzaga going up against Baylor. I'm on Baylor plus four and a half and I'm on the over. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Get a friend or family member to take the opposite side. You can bet $10 and guarantee yourself $200. That's a really nice meal and a fun night out somewhere. If you and a girlfriend, you and a boyfriend, you and a roommate, whoever you maybe wanted to hang out with, FanDuel.com slash Clay. Bet $5 to win 200 That's fanduel.com slash clay. Enjoy the game tonight. I am Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the Show.